Welcome back. Uh, people were worried. People were worried sick. Uh, a lot of insiders had, were, 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 were talking about, you know, uh, they, they thought they had leads, but, but uh, the rumors are true. Uh, Through the Island podcast is back. Episode, back, baby. episode 36. The, uh, is, was Bol- Bolton B6? He was. Uh, uh, EB, EB himself. Um, er, 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 baby. You're all, you're all like, uh, you're, you're delayed repeating. So this is going to be fun. Okay. Ma- okay Mike on, is off me... to a great start. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me try, let me try something real quick. I was a guest on a pod the other, the other day. I had the same problem, problem. Uh, am I good now? I mean, you're still yourself, but you, you sound okay. uh, non-repeated. So. All right. Good. Good. All right. Good. Wow. Oh my God. What? Oh, my fault. My fault. Sorry. Hold on. Oh my God. Sorry. All right. All right. We're you good. Gotta be kidding me. No, I, I, I thought I was recording a different podcast. I'm sorry. So, um, okay. So, uh, here what we are. What podcast were you doing? Um, uh, <clears throat> what makes do you mean? Sense. Makes sense. That... Makes sense. Uh, so you want to get, do so you want to get right into it? Let's get into it. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, that's, that's yeah. co-host, uh, corporate co-host, Mike. Uh, it's clear right, that, yeah. that he'll wear whatever, uh, you know, he's paid to wear. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, but, uh, since we last, uh, potted over a month ago, the yeah, Isles had that long. horrible, horrible, uh, road trip. Uh, yeah. which, uh, which, uh, then they've been home for most of that, uh, they've been home, which they've, they've since been, uh, just con- concluded a, uh, one, two, three, six game homestand, uh, yep. which has gotten much better. Uh, the Islanders find themselves at 500, um, NHL 500, NHL 500, a lot of loser, which is fine, there. but, which is um, fine. but, uh, you know, something that happened in both of those, uh, the road trip and the homestand, the Islanders played the Colorado avalanche, and oh, you uh, want to get right into Mike, uh, Mike refused to remember this, everybody, because Islanders are looking good now. And you never know. You never know. They, they could go on a it, 20, 20 game win streaks, have Which, one, one game win streaks, two game win streaks, and three game right. win streaks in there. So the Islanders are on their way. But let's say it's only a 19 game win streak and the Islanders, or it's only an 18 game win streak and the Islanders missed by two wins. Mike, uh, I before both games, I asked Mike in the group chat that we're in. I asked him, Mike, are you rooting for the Islanders uh, to to get two points out of this game? Because only one team can get two points. And Mike declined to answer in both situations. So what do you I, say for I, yourself? Well, in the first in the first instance, I answered. I said I, I think it would be a great. I, I I guess I didn't understand the question. I just said um, right. I think it's going to be. A, I, I said I think it's going to be a great game. And it was, it was a really, it was, it was a really good game. The played really well. And, and the Islanders played really well. And then the second time I explicitly said, let's go Islanders. Well, that's great. <clears throat> well, no, no, no. See, it's too far back in the chat. We have, we have too much interesting conversation that's uh, true. going on in there. Uh, but uh, Mike is lying. Well, he, he's uh, no, I'm not lying about either of those things, actually. Well, you, you, you spoke very gotcha. well. You, you're, you're lying by omission. You you were asked about uh, only two, only one team can get two points out of this. 
which do you root for? And you, you said you hope for a great game. That's what you said. Which I got. I got a good game in both instances. Wasn't about, but it wasn't about that. See, you got right. that, but that wasn't the question. Guess, the question was, it was a loyalty pledge and you failed. Like I guess I didn't understand. I guess I didn't understand the question. We can move on from well, that. Everybody else said Islanders, that they were rooting for the Islanders, except for Pete, who is not an Islander fan. And well, you again, didn't root for the, the Islanders. Name. So, so, therefore, ergo, heretofore, well, I was a traitor. The, You're a traitor. I was rooting for the Islanders. Not to sure. win, though. Not to win. Well, I would, I, I would have been happy if they won. Also. You seem not torn up about the consequence of them losing. Well, they lost to a pretty good team. What can you do about that? Win. And as a fan, the thing that you want is them to win, actually. I, I was hoping that it would be a good game, which I got. And I guess I just didn't understand the question. But we can move on from there. And and I just want to say, the 20-game win streak, I put that idea out into the universe. I believe they're about to go on a 20-game win streak. This will age incredibly this will age like gold <laughs> like gold <laughs> uh, um, all right we can, well i mean uh, okay let's talk about something um sure just you know your your uh absolute um pathetic uh show of, of, of disloyalty um that that happened both the road trip and the home trip uh and i guess something that was talked about a lot in both of those situations was uh the goaltending, uh, Ilya Sorokin. Uh, I think we saw his worst stretch of hockey as an Islander um, yeah. in that yeah. road trip. Um, and right. and I think uh, I think you uh, also saw you you now have started to see the majority of of, of his uh, of who he is, which is uh, a franchise goalie. I would uh, I would argue, uh, and um, on this homestand, he's looked amazing but i it's uh i don't know how do you uh what, what what's oh. been your take on his play uh just overall taking in this stretch of play and the season so so all in all i i honestly just kind of think that uh anyone who pins the islanders rough start uh or kind of their record at present to uh, Il- Ilya specifically but goaltending in general I kind of think is a little bit uh, maybe out to lunch. You know what I mean? Like, like, or, or in denial uh, about something weird because ultimately uh, yeah, he had a, a rough stretch of games, which every goalie is, every goalie is going to have and go through. Uh, Shesterkin's going through it right now with the Rangers. He, he got pulled and then let in like two goals he got he let in three goals and three shots. Then he got pulled in another game, and then he let up like uh, two very soft goals in the first five minutes of a game. And everyone is singing his praises league wide. Uh, Ilya is you know uh, has been solid for a majority of the season. Went on a little bit of a, a cold streak, and and now is really heating up. And and ultimately, I I think that the team has to play better in front of him, which they they play better in front of him than they do Varlamov. And Varlamov's a whole different interesting situation, which we, I assume, will get to at some other point in the pod, unless we want to get to it right now and just kind of kind of talk goaltending and and, think, then, and then move on. I mean, I, with Varlamov, he he, uh, he I, I missed the game on on Friday. Uh, I was playing uh, against Winnipeg, but he he looked good apparently. 
He played that yeah. game, right? Yeah, and and he looked solid. And I mean, and in that um, home game against the Abs, where you were probably just you didn't care who uh, the Islanders, uh, you know, got their asses kicked or embarrassed. Uh, um, it was a good. It was. Which, it was a good game, and they came back from well, five. Varlamov played great in that, even though uh, he ended up getting yeah. torched for five. That was after he made like uh, an insane amount of saves, an insane and amount of, of yeah. saves with without the Islanders getting this, the puck out of their zone much at all. Like Islanders not getting any real yeah. attack time until they were down five one or four, whatever it was when they started scoring. Yeah, um, but. So, so ultimately with the goaltending, right, uh, Sorokin is, is kind of like, is kind of the clear cut starter now, which is something that you kind of maybe a little bit less predicted, but definitely were hopeful for at the beginning of the season, um, which ultimately I think is a good thing. Um, and, and Varlamov is being traded by everyone right now, which, which I like understand but i also and and i'm ultimately fine with but i do still since we're talking about goaltending right now take the stance that he is going to bounce back hard next year whether that's with the islanders or another team because i'm still not exactly sure that the islanders are going to get rid of him and and i don't know if that's because uh, uh management sees him as a good uh still a good fit and and they see that bounce back and they ultimately think why ruin something and and just chalk it up to an off year on all accounts or because or or the other reason being um Lou just doesn't like what he's being offered for him uh and and ultimately kind of just decides it's better to hold on to this guy uh for one more year than get like you know essentially nothing for him so, so I, I, either way, like, you know, I, I think uh, I'm going to talk myself into whatever happens with Varlamov being okay, ultimately, uh, big picture in terms of next season. And then obviously beyond that, that's a different discussion because he's not signed beyond next season. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's where I stand with Varlamov. And then obviously standing with Sorokin, I stand in solidarity with Sorokin, the starter of the New York Islanders, who had a rough couple games, but ultimately is the future of this franchise's goaltending. And, and yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I've wanted Sorokin to take over the net and he has. And I think, see, I, I almost think part of the issue is he did what I, you know, what, what I had hoped and, and what probably any Islander fan that isn't a complete idiot, which is about 200 people, um, uh, you know, would understand that like uh, they, they want to see him succeed, but it has been, there has been, I think, some uh, at times lost trust with um, mm. Varlamov. I think, mm -hmm. uh, and I also think that even in the playoffs last year, right, right, it was a uh, he's going to give up one soft one, but he's going to be solid the rest of the way, and he yeah. kind of had to just live with that. It, it feels like it. It just feels like um, like I agree. I, I could see Varlamov having a bounce back year, but it's it's almost like on some level they're at an interesting place with him trade value wise, because yes, he could bounce back, but what mm -hmm. if, no, what if, you know, the goalie that he's been is a guy that is still a very good goalie that is trending downward and that you would then have to worry with goalies with goalies. Like they, they especially fall off a fucking cliff and, yeah. and that's the risk there where 
because like we'll mention as we as we usually do we usually talk about it in sequences from net mm -hmm. net out um yeah not in, in any order per se but sure islanders need i think we both uh, are are in agreement that we trust most of this team still a hundred percent yeah we, absolutely. we trust most of this team but there are specific places that they need to improve upon and yeah. this is where you have to make those just like to, to get value in, um, sometimes you have to send value out and like almost and always, almost always. So, so fans that, that talk themselves into, you know, thinking that, that Josh Bailey gets to simultaneously that, that the hardest piece they'll have to part with is Josh Bailey, which sure. for the fans that, that most want to trade him, don't view him as valuable at all yet. Somehow they've convinced themselves. He They'd be able he's to the get key. Yeah, he's the key piece to trick or trade. Yeah, and it's it's a it's an insane or that they're willing. But you to want he, he's the key piece in the trick or trade. Uh, but if he's not, but if he's still with the team, you want him scratched. And they simultaneously know that the team doesn't have, uh, is getting older yet want to uh, maybe package uh, the first round draft pick this year with sure. Bailey. You know, like and think that you know uh so that's all to say i think varlamov i do believe that like you know having this core and being able to go into next season with sorokin varlamov i could see being good but to me i just sure. think i think if if ely is going to be leaned on more and and you know let's say he is at let, let's see how many games he's played this year I know he's got six shutouts. And while you're looking that up, uh, um, I, I'm just going to put the idea in your head or the question, basically. And 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 this is what it's going to come down to if he doesn't get traded, right? Uh, that that ultimately uh, whatever was offered wasn't enough. And so you need like basically the, the idea that that you and anyone listening should think about and what I have to think about myself is um, – what is the least that you would want to get back for Varlamov considering he's got a year left on a contract? So is it worth it to get rid of him and his cap hit for what it's worth mm -hmm. uh, for a fourth round pick and that's it or a third round? Like, cause I know that obviously around this time there's going to be low balling, even though the goalie market is thin um, and he's got a no trade uh, list too yeah. that you have to consider. Um but yeah, so it's it's it, there's a lot of variables here that you have to kind of think about before you like be, before anyone kind of pictures him as a sure shoe in to be traded, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, so for me, uh, so okay, so Sorokin's played 39 games this season, and wow, and there's still I think at least 20 games left in the season, right? I think there's more. 48, 50. So they're at 56 games right now. So this is the amount of games they played last year. Yeah. Yeah. 50, yeah. So, so they have 26 games left on the season. You know, it's, it feels like, uh, uh, you know, if, if Sorokin plays at least 16 of those, that gets him up to 55, 55 games, which is reasonably, do you want Sorokin to at least play 55 games next season? Or is oh, that about, uh, that's about the number. Maybe you go up six, go up six, go down six. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more, no more than up six, I think. 
So with that in mind, with that in mind, do you then, for the backup goalie, are you willing to spend $5 million to have a goalie uh, as good for about 26 games, like uh, right. for 26 games? Is that, is that not 5 million more that can go uh, to, to having space for a player in a trade or, or being able free to agency. free agency um, with which I, uh, there is a, an avalanche Islanders free agency uh, like kind of connection here that I see that I fear, uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, okay. uh, so, so that's where I'm at with goalies. Um, yeah. Yes. So those are the two questions that honestly, what, what you posited and what I posited, basically what's the least that you'd be okay with giving him up, keeping in mind that his cap uh, space is also, you know, theoretically gone, but also obviously they have the option to retain. So there's a lot of variables, like I said, but yeah, so it's, it's something to think about as the trade deadline gets closer. I imagine when is it two weeks from now? No, it's, 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 week, it's, it's next Monday. All right. So we're not going to record again before next Monday. But maybe we, we record Monday night. Maybe yeah. we record Monday night. Maybe we just do a, a, a you know, a trade yeah. deadline night talk because well, a lot, a lot of trades to me. Who knows? I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm gonna. I have some Islander stuff we'll get to, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I could, I could see. Um, yeah. So the trade deadline's a week from today, and it, it just, is. it just started right before we recorded with Josh Manson. Yeah, it got um, straight to the abs for uh, um, a prospect who is fine and a pick, which I still haven't uh, seen what the pick is. Uh, yeah, Drew Hellison, who is uh, ultimately fine and uh, third round, a uh, third rounder. So um, that's barely anything. I, I'm shocked that, the, that 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 was the best that, that the Ducks got for Manson. It's weird, right? Uh, sometimes uh, you see that early. And you think, man, like, uh, you know, no one's going to get a lot for anything. And then someone else will get traded for like a significant haul. And you'll be like, no one's on the same page about anything. Everything is very uh, isolated. It's the market. It's, it's about the like the market. You, you have to wait to see what the trade market gets to find is. And like kind of as you alluded to with goalies, Marc-Andre Fleury waving or not waving makes like Varlamov's uh, value fluctuate so much yeah or maybe, maybe yeah. not necessarily fluctuate but changes where he is um i think it's a chain reaction thing like chikrin that manson trade happened i'm sure that there's been talks but that that manson trade happened like 10 minutes after the the chikrin uh like injury yeah, was announced two to four weeks so yeah. like that that just goes to show um it feels like i'm not saying those are you know directly correlated no. or, or super influential no. But I, I don't think it's nothing either. And and that's yeah. so now now you have things that are starting to move. And uh with with the trade market, like I don't know, you know, with the islanders, so the, the, I, I think the spicier place to go uh for, for trades is is up front with the forwards. Um and and you know if we want to just talk forward play lately, um sure. Uh Kyle Palmieri is not cooked. Uh no. No, no. As I, as I think both of us kind of bang that drum. Uh, it's psychotic to think that, uh, that based on that small sample size with him being hurt uh, for, you know, X amount of time, probably getting over some kind of injury 
that he's completely cooked that tit. Well, and also like, his wife, his wife was pregnant. So yeah, that's like, and that's not something that anyone knew. I didn't know that. I had no fucking clue. I mean, maybe people knew. I I don't follow. I feel like it might have been mentioned. I can't remember though. Yeah, sure, sure, maybe in passing, but it's not something that I thought about when I was thinking about Kyle Palmieri. But they're all little uh, little factors that kind of like add up uh, to ultimately how, how this guy plays. Um, I was know, worried. Just, I, I was a little bit worried just because there was that athletic. Um, article where like uh kevin kerr is like asking like executive like anonymous executives uh around the league about different things about the islanders and one of them said about paul mary was that they 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 had felt that he was already starting to decline before he got moved from the devil's. And, and maybe maybe the devil's version of him from a couple years ago i didn't watch them that much maybe not me either it was super good. But I, the player that he's been since he's come back has been it's great. It's great. Amazing. The command that he's had for the puck. Uh, he's been puck hungry, but he's also been he's been making nice like puck battle win plays and skill plays, smart plays like yeah. uh, finesse, like finesse dangles out of the corner, uh, just very uh, uh, strong on the puck. And his his shot. He's been picking corners. Like absolute fucking crazy. And for what it's worth, eye test wise, when he was cold, uh, he didn't look horrible. Uh, he nothing was happening. Like he was, yeah, he, he he looked like he wasn't catching breaks when he was attacking offensively, uh, or nothing was happening. There wasn't any agree like egregious defensive play or anything like that. Um, so it was a it was an equal balance of that. Uh, outside of Palmieri, Lee's been hot. Third star of the week uh, this week. NHL's third star of the week. Uh, hat trick, first career hat trick. Let's go. Um, Amazing. That was cool. That was very cool. Uh, and then uh, you know he he keeps scoring. He keeps uh, that line that he's on now with Bouvillier and Nelson kind of kind of humming a little bit. That's interesting because I mean, and and Nelson Nelson is streaking too. I mean. You know, both those guys, Nelson and Lee, are are, are Nelson's been consistent. Nelson's been consistent for what it's worth. Uh, every Trotz Trotz took over. Yeah, yeah. every Trotz here, he's been this guy. And like, what's nice is the the. I'm not sure what his pace was last season, but I know that the season that the um, the season of the pandemic, um, well, the pandemic shortened season rather. Uh, he was like, which one? Nice. That's true. Uh, the, the, the original one, season one of the, the pandemic, okay. uh, he, I think it was at like 26 goals or 27 goals with like, right. Like 20 ish games to go or, or whatever it was like 16 games. So he would have gotten 30 that year. Uh, last year, I'm not sure if he, if he was at a 30 goal pick, uh, last year he was at a 18 over 56. So that was probably more of a 26 pace, but this year he's almost definitely knock on wood gonna hit 30. Uh Lee, yeah. Lee, if Lee keeps streaking, and I think like that line is interesting because that line is part of like, okay, Islanders, if they, let's say they they only get 18 wins in a row, not 20, and, and Mike is has to be held accountable for uh, his disloyalty costing the Islanders a playoff run. Let's say all that so. happens. Um I don't think that would be helpful. I'm talking. Uh I think uh that line is very interesting in that like is that where those players should be playing like lee is that a second line like ultimately yeah do you view that yeah. as a second line because like lee 
Lee Barzell, of course, right before Lee got hurt last year, like it finally was like, oh, this line is finally figured out how to be. Like Lee Barzell, Everly last year, they tried it for on and off in years past, and it never quite clicked until last season. Yeah. And now you don't have that. And it was like, all right, with that, then that leads me to believe like, you know, I'm not sure if, if Lee and Barzell, I, I never, like I, so that like, I, I've never been that sold on Lee and Barzell again until last season. Um, yeah. So seeing him with Nelson has been really interesting because it's not, it's not as pace oriented, although Brock pretty good skater. Um, yeah, absolutely. Not necessarily fast, but not slow either. I don't know. He just seems, uh, Steady. Uh, he's he's steady in his uh, in his stride and like yeah, it's it, he's not slow to to get off to a, 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 a like basically when he's he's starting his stride uh, on a rush something like that. It's not like he's stuck in mud or anything like that. But he's not as quick. Uh, he's not you know going zero to sixty and in, in I don't really know car analogies, but he's not going really fast, really quick like like Matt necessarily. Uh, yeah. but, but also he's not slow, slow to start. So yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And, and, and nice. to me, I, I think yeah. that like with Beauvillier there, like, and Beauvillier looks best when two better players than him and two smarter, like two, two better players than him are playing well is when, when Beauvillier plays his best hockey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that, but no. th- that is something that like, again, like we said with Varlamov uh, and just in general, like, what is that player? I think Bo's only getting paid look four and change, maybe something like that for yeah. like four more years. Yeah. Um, that's not that, that he is good. That's, that's not too much. It's just like, it is super frustrating watching Beauvillier when, when, when he's not playing with two players that are also hot, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's noticeable where if that's not where you want him to be, then are you fine with him being a, like a third, third liner? Is he fine with being a third liner? Do you get enough value out of him as a third liner? Who's, who's like, uh, uh, who, who's the class of the league right now? Tampa, Colorado, they're, they're third yeah. lines. And you have to look at the cap hits of their third, third line players. Um, and, and, and here's the trickiest part about it, right? All of these teams have second and third lines that kind of swap and they do, it's not just the Islanders that plays this like game of who's playing with who. And it's so rare that lines stay intact mm-hmm. uh, like throughout an entire season or even most of the season. Like it's, it's really kind of a mix and match. Uh, if something's not working, let's try and switch it up right now. And so it is for and change good for, what is uh, bouncing between the second and third line. Yeah. I mean, as long as he is going to uh, it's really now a matter of how many points he has to put up for that to be of value or better than the value of his cap head. Um, so I don't know those off the top of my head, but uh, I'd like to think that keeping him on this line, uh, he certainly passes the eye test in terms of skill uh, and just like pace uh, to be able to keep up with these guys or kind of kind of gives that illusion of a, a second, third line player. So ultimately, I mean, I'm not worried about that contract. I'm not worried about the player. Um, yeah. I am curious to see 
how uh, if this line stays intact, how they how they do and kind of moving forward with that. And then from there, uh, Barzell's played with Wallstrom last night, uh, which was great. They looked great. I know that Wallstrom, um, you know, definitely lost shifts uh, and he's not getting played uh, five on five or even he wasn't really getting too much power play time last night, too. You know, I chalk it up to uh, a player being developed and, you know, uh, armchair, armchair hockey guys, armchair GMs, coaches can kind of, you know, make what they want of it. But I, I ultimately trust Barry Trotz to develop the player. Uh, yeah. And I know that it's it's like a frustrating process because you want to see him play, uh, you know, uh, 16 minutes a night or whatever. And, you know, especially when, you know, he's playing six minutes or whatever, and he's got five shots on that. You want to see that, but ultimately I, I, I trust the process there. And it's, there's little details in his game that, I mean, and uh, that people see even, but people don't see and aren't as uh, used to looking for that Barry Trotz probably season is like, I'm going to sit him down and uh, you know, have him think about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, it's a chicken and egg thing. Cause I do get it. Like, obviously any of these, these fire trots people, uh, the, the, the guy says, Sal, if you're listening uh, to this, uh, right now, uh, the, the Sal that tweets, uh, tweeted that he will never get over Wallstrom not being played in game seven, uh, last year, uh, against the lightning. Um, you, you gotta, but, uh, because here's the thing with all these things about Wallstrom, I think, I think Trotz's leash is a little bit too tight on him. I do, but I also do think he does fuck up and like he does, he, he still uh, is working through his stuff. And, and it's to me, if Wallstrom was the player that the people that are, that are going to hold, uh, hold trots uh, for a war tribunal uh, for not dressing Oliver Wallstrom uh, in the Eastern conference finals game seven, after not playing for like, a month at that point, like um, the people that that seemingly like uh, are so against Trotz for that because they think that Wallstrom is this guy that is always the player that that snipes the puck bar down. They think he's yeah. always that. And what they don't understand if he was if he was like I, I think I said last episode if he was an Ovech if he actually was Ovechkin he'd be playing because he, because sure. the shots that he gets that he shoots wide on, like yeah. he does not, his score, his shooting percentage is not where it should be. <laughs> like, like if he was that good. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's a hundred percent. He's, he's still, still shotgunning it and he still could end up growing into a fucking 35, 40 goal guy, but yeah, whatever the, whatever the obstacles are, it um, like for him to overcome those uh, are too great uh, or, or too far away for all the things that he doesn't do otherwise for him to be in the lineup some nights. The, the, the thing that I will say is that I think, um, yeah, I think Bellows is done. <laughs> like, like, <you> know, <laughs> like, like I think, I think Wallstrom, I, th I think Trotz definitely believes in Wallstrom way more than he does Bellows. I think Bellows is, just about everyone does, right? Done. I, th I think this was the, this was the chance. Like this, you know, uh, everything after the the COVID pause um, in December 
and and I guess the the second one in in January with the the road trips that got you know um, delayed. Uh, the past month and a half, I think, has been the time to see Kiefer Bellows do your thing. No, there's nothing. There's not. There, there's not enough there. Maybe, maybe he'll do something. But I, I, he's he's Jeff Tambellini to me. I, uh, I don't. I've seen enough. You know um, the the Sabers made him look like Wayne Gretzky earlier in the year, and then since then, not too much. And it's unfortunate because he's got a cool name. Love to say it. Um, uh, but it's it's not going to happen. So to me, it's like okay, Velos is a guy. He's an RFA. I mean, he might be an interesting sweetener in a in a deal. Classic Jeremy Colleton uh, throw into the fantasy trade back in the day. Um, the sweetener. Um, but I think I think uh, Wallstrom. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I mean, Zach, the man they call Zach uh, Parise, <laughs> has been on fire. And I think I, I think like I'm not kidding when I say like. If you if you extend Parise, if the guy do it, that you do it tonight, do it if tonight. The, if the guy that you get to play with Barzell plays on the right side, maybe next year you just try whoever, whatever that line would be. You know, Parise. Right. Uh, uh, Parise. Here's the thing about Parise, right? Here's the thing about Parise, right? Uh, you can throw him on any line, and you'll be just like I know that the production is not what it used to be, and um, I. I I just love the way he plays and the, the, the opportunities that it creates and just like he's a responsible, hardworking player. And like, and I think he's uh, helpful. I think he's helpful for the forwards, for the forwards. I, do. The, I really the forwards do on the team to learn how to be a school, like learn how to be a productive player in he's got 400 goals. He's got 400 goals. Yeah. I, I think, I think that is, is th- that's very valuable and he still is producing. So to me, I think that. Yeah. Scored last night. Uh, you know, you can, you, and, and I guess tied to, to Beauvillier and maybe having Parise around for a guy like Beauvillier because be to me, Parise is a guy that I think Parise is probably more skilled and way better hockey sense than, than Bo. Um, yeah. But, but I think Parise, uh, even as his skills have diminished, um, he is like, so, uh, and I mean, hockey smarts do help this, but like, he knows what he has to bring to any line, any combination of players he plays with. He always brings that. Yeah. Beauvillier, as I said before, the frustrating thing, when, when Beauvillier is playing well, it's because the other players on his line are also playing well. That's not to say he is a complete passenger because the things that he does no. when, he's, when he's going well are things that require work ethic that require like uh, just commitment and, and, and levels of skill, you know, like yeah. the way he's, pl- the way, the way he played in that, in the, in the Penguin series last year was great. Uh, he's always looked good in the, in the, in the Tampa series. Like yeah. he, and like, those are, that has to do with, you know, yes, that has to do with, with uh, Nelson, um, you know, being just generally arguably maybe the best Islander forward overall. Um, most consistent that's for sure and 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 bailey uh who we, we of course we, we're going to get to my friend we do but, but we do. Be, being we, we such a great uh great playmaker um and uh being such a very a very smart uh shifty player that like them going 
is true. But but Bo being a very a very fast skater that 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 when and and having good enough offensive uh, talent, um, even if maybe not the best uh, hands, that you have to you like teams have to react to him like that. Like I said, like I said uh, in the episode that we did in playoffs last year, like that goal that they had to like just break open game six against the, the, the penguins where like, oh, yeah. Bo just came flying into the zone and got like Crosby to bite on like a, a step up and yeah. then the pat, like the, the kicking it to, to Bailey who like fakes and then just perfectly passes yeah. to uh, Nelson who just like puts it top shelf. Like that is that line. And to me, like Beauvillier, um, it's just, he's silly. I don't think they should trade him. I, I don't think they would trade him in season at all, but he's a guy that I think this off season, I don't know. I don't know because to me, and so we, we'll get to Bailey, like Bailey, it's been a rough year. It's been a rough one, not going to lie, but he has come alive lately. Kyle Palmieri shouted him out in, in the intermission yesterday when he was asked about how well, you know, uh, Kyle getting asked like you know how well he's been playing he mentions getting to play with Bailey after playing against him for so many years and seeing you know what a what a heady smart player he was um yeah that's a guy that 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 people know know is talented but uh, you know if they keep him I would be glad but he's a guy that I think they you know I don't want I don't want them to trade him and if they don't I'll be fine with it but the value's got to come out of somewhere and and he's a guy that okay, the left wing. Yeah. Uh, Lee is signed. Sure. Beauvillier, are you keeping? Uh, I mean, right now. Um, and right now he's on the right. Yeah. Uh, so so I mean, right now, yeah. I mean, the goal the goal should be. We, we kind of looked over uh, like free agent and trade options, right? One being okay. uh, Kevin, Kevin Fiala, mm-hmm. we talked about, uh, who I had no idea was as young as he is. Um, I think he's 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Philip Forsberg, who um, ultimately, I mean, if you're not going to trade for him in the next week, you're going to try to sign him. So that's... Yeah the ideal because you're not going to trade for him and not sign him, especially in the Islanders position right now. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, I did not like, um, who was the other guy that you mentioned? Oh, Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. I think he, um, I mean, he is small and I do think those small guys age pretty well. Um, I'm not going to be like upset if they uh if they wind up signing him and he doesn't resign in calgary um but uh he is my third on that list fiala being my first and uh i i guess i should say it now because i was talking about it one guy that you know phil forsberg is one of those uh rare cases of a free agent that you go after i think and you don't regret it's not like kind of that the summer of kyle Oposo, andrew ladd type signing I think he's skilled and I think that he is like a monster goal scorer. Uh, you know what guy terrifies me who seems like a guy that the Islanders organization would love. He plays for the Colorado avalanche and he's having an insane season. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little Nazem Kadri. 
I think that uh, that would be a mistake because I think he's going to regress. Um, yes, but that still is kind of a uh, an upgrade in uh, in that kind of like upgrading that that forward group, right? Yeah. Um, and I know that he's not exclusively a wing, but I do uh, group him in with that like uh, group of uh, offensive players that are going to get kind of talked about in terms of moving clubs basically so i i I, since we were kind of on the subject of new offensive additions i felt like i should just throw that in but you know with that being said yes the islanders center core seems pretty solidified it's locked in so the the wings and it's about like who's who do you think like okay the wings that are definite the the wings that i think are definitely going to be on the team next year are lee and palmieri yeah, of course, because and, of, and those yeah. are the only two players that I feel one hundred percent unseen being on the team next year. I mean, and Wallstrom. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I think that I, I think I, I just say like nothing this summer. I think this summer is going to be very interesting because it's going to be about how much they believe in the core still. I think ownership is going to say, I don't give a shit whether you believe in it or not. We just got the arena. We got to sell these fucking season tickets. Um, like, you know, we're, we're going for it. So to me, I, I just think there are a lot of interesting things that might happen. Like, I, I think an off season trade, um, is, uh, immensely, uh, I think very much likely going to happen. And I think, cause I think Bailey, I, I think Bailey is a guy that, uh, they probably, he can play either wing. They usually play him on the right. I just see him as a guy that they this season they've they've kind of just kind of realized not quite not quite fitting anymore, unfortunately. Despite yeah. being friends, despite being hot. my friends. And he's been hot the last few games, but all right, let's um let's let we've been talking about the forwards a lot. Let's let's kinda let's kinda do our due diligence with D. And then I see that there's a we kind of been talking about trade deadline a little bit. I guess we can formally talk about what we think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of, uh, cause I know you have a hard out. So we have uh, not yeah, too much. We got, about like 30, we got about 30 minutes left. Realistically. Sure. Um, so um, maybe a little less if I'm being good. Yeah, um, that's fine. So I think uh, with the defense, I mean, Pellet Pulak, uh, they're Great. back. They're back together. Shout out Ryan Pulak when the, NewYorkIslanders.com asked him what his favorite book was. He just said, uh, "When, when I, last time I was in high school, I, they, I had to read a book for an assignment or something like that." It was yeah, two two legends on one pair. That's that's cool. And uh, big brain, Adam, big brain, small brain. When situation. well, when Adam Pellick was asked about the significance of his uh, number on the back of his jersey, do you remember what he said? Asked by NewYorkIslanders.com as well. What did he say? He said no. No. So the last, really the cool. last year I was in high school, I had to read a book for class. Uh, quote. That's a direct quote from Ryan Pulak from the yeah. question. What was so uh, what little you know, he, he can't he can't spend the time to read. He's perfecting the art of defense, the art of the D, as it's called. And and, uh, and and Adam Adam Pellick is not concerned about the number on the back of the jersey. It is the logo on the front. That's how I'll interpret that. So it, they are just great. And Pulak, not just like I mean, Adam Pellick in any of these games, because one, we're Islander fans, and two, the way the season's gone, like 
in, even in these wins, anytime the other team starts to get a little bit of momentum, I get yeah. worried. But then every time it's a pellet possession, he just neutralizes, just neutral great. with ease, just neutralizes the attack. Like he's like he's like a spider with tentacles out there, Desmond. That that one on one play that he had on on uh, McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon, viral, yeah, where he just yeah. stayed stayed with him, yeah, nonstop, yeah. and it was a McKinnon shift of just like shifting yeah. shifting feet, shifting balance, like and yeah. he's he's quick, he's good, he's shifty. And Pelic was with him the whole way, and he's and, the neutralizer. But Pulak has been his defense because it, it was clear, you know, when he came back from injury, it was like, damn, this guy was out like a month longer than he was supposed to be, and he still was like really a mix of really flat-footed. That road trip, he looked really bad. He also was playing with uh, Sebastian Ajo, so yeah. you know, not not the best, um, no, but not not quite on Pelic. A little uh, bit difference in in uh, uh, IQ. Um, so so we could spend the last thirty minutes waxing poetic about the the perfect defensive pair, but I feel like there's a lot more to be talked in uh, the, the, lower, the rest of yeah. yeah. Which is Noah, Noah Dobson is just a fucking he's a fucking beast, man. He's he's so sick. He's second behind Makar since the like the new year, right? Yeah, since the new year or at least February, but I think it's the new year in terms of uh, points, uh, definitely goals. Um, he's been, he's been unreal. He's really just been like, and not just offensively, but defensively as well. He's been, uh, that's like, man, that guy rocks. It's unbelievable. They have not had this good of an offensive defenseman, uh, probably, probably since like first year Mark Streit. I was going to say Mark Streit. Yeah. First year Mark Streit was like, in, insane and, the, yep. and that and that one year where Strite and Viznowski were on the team yeah. at the same time so it, it was just like watching two beautiful lads play footy uh <laughs> on, on the power play um yeah that they're they're cool they were very cool um, um but but like they haven't had a guy like that which to me like the concept of Noah Dobson's development is where I, I I'm I'm putting faith in Trouts and trying to tell people to sure. hold that same level of hold the, the Noah De, uh, Dobson development arc uh, to what you want uh, and, 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 and what you for Albert Wallstrom yeah. for, for Wallstrom and just forwards, which is that like trots is not trying to tell you if you're offensive, don't do anything ever. Yeah. He is, he is trying to instill, instill in you. Are you, are you checking enough boxes to go? to go and yeah. do your shit. And, and Dobson has, has done that. He is way better in his own zone. You know, you can tell that he's what he learned from that, that um, uh, predators giveaway, that real, that real backbreaker that now you always, you always see him look up. Even if, a, even if a player should be there, he does do the every single time he does when he yeah. retrieves the puck behind the net, quick look up. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and I just, uh, like he, and he, he's been so good that, you know, Mr. 1500 himself, Zidane Chara has still horrifying. He's still, I mean, in that road trip, he had the, the, where the, the, the game winner that, uh, Buffalo had where he like pointed at like Mayfield, uh, the dreaded Mayfield, uh, Chara shift, 
um, he pointed at, at Mayfield to go into the corner. And as he like directed traffic, uh, like Olofsson just like made space behind Chara to receive a pass. Like, yeah, his, his gap control is not great. His gap uh, control is not great, but his, his, I know, and his stick is long too. So it's a bummer. Um, he's a legend. He's a legend. And Dobson is outplaying uh, the, the corpse of uh, the, the negativity of the, uh, the corpse of Zidane Chara that that is just being um, weekend at Bernie's uh, all season long. He, um, he weekend he, at Barry's, right? Yeah, yeah. So Chara's a legend. Uh, you hate to see him play not well, and he hasn't really played well. I will say, I do think it's a little bit blown out of proportion in terms of there's been stretches that. I'm not going to say they've been good, but they have not been as bad as people uh, Mike, definitely make it out re- to be. Remember that if, if I'm I'm not watch uh, I'm going to be at a show tomorrow night, so I'm not going to see tomorrow uh, against the Capitals. Um, but just remember, you said that for any shifts, and and the Islanders are away, so you can bet that there's going to yeah, be a lot gonna, of shifts where, where Chara is out there against Ovechkin. Against Ovechkin. So just think about that when you said about about you know not horrible. Think about when when they transition against that that line do i want him on the team next year no, no. i don't i don't and i think that he's i kind of think that he knows he's done too i kind of think he's done which which gets us to and i think he might you know if he wants to get traded he he has his cup so i have a feeling that he stays an islander the rest of the year and then takes a job around. sure fine i would love to see that tall man hanging around hanging around ubs um, and the guys love him, you know. Um, I love him. I think he's great. As so, much as 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 much as she's tried pair, to sabotage me to the yeah. third pair, Green Green, you know, Green's been solid. Uh, like we said, you know, I I think if they are the get because he's not going to, I don't think he'll be back next year. And I, I don't think you need to to govern yourself. I think if no. they if they get a third rounder for him, him. it's worth it. It's I'll tell you who I hope. Worth it. I, I, I hope whoever he gets traded to wins the cup if they if he gets traded because that man deserves it. Uh, he has been he really has been a solid a solid a, a solid eye under his entire entire tenure. And I remember the day he got traded and everyone being like, "Huh?" I, and said it was I remember good. that I remember that first game where everyone everyone went. He actually looked pretty good, and then. No looking back since then. Honestly, honestly, I cannot think of a game where I've been like, man, Andy Green was brutal tonight. There's been a couple shifts here and there, obviously. I mean, he's looked, he, looked, he looked brutal like this year in their games against Carolina and, and Florida, but that's because the whole fucking team looked like they they, sure. they have no concept of how to like play. I'm not pinning it just on him. I mean, yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. I, I love that guy. And uh, man, I, I, I'm hoping for this 20 game win streak. Uh, so that way he can get his cup with the Islanders. That's what I'm hoping for, Desmond. Yes. Uh, uh, well, the other thing on defense that I've talked about is Scott Mayfield, which I think is the most interesting. The most interesting. Do I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that interesting. I think they I should think, keep him first. I think there's an insane amount of trade head. value with him if if Pulak and yes, and I agree with you. For, it's, it's a similar thing with the Varlamov logic, but I also think this I is think, even. But it's such a cheap hit. And, and the other thing is the defense, you know, uh, the more since since the two Eastern Conference final runs, the more we see gone from those teams, you know, the, 
it's it's not good. I don't think uh, I, I, who you have to have a solid upgrade in place. You know, I, I understand the sentiment in getting they can't rid give of him risk aligning money. They can't. Of give course him not. Of course not. Money. And I don't think they will. Um, it, it, especially because his name is not as highly regarded as Ristolainen. Was Ristolainen play on for the Flyers second pair, or does he does he play on the first pair with Provera? I don't fucking know. Who, I, don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. But Who, I, my, my point is, is, is again, it's interesting to think about trade value where you need things because the Islanders need the spot next to Dobson more than they need the spot below him. And I, I get that you don't want to to create work for your like what, what, to fill a hole and you create another one i i understand that that being a frustrating way of of doing things but if you're filling a hole that's above the, the depth chart and and much more important than i think and guess what i have a trade idea that i'm going to say here before you say it before you say it i just want to once again I just really want to double down on the fact that I don't want Scott Mayfield gone. And I think that he is a great third line, uh, third pair guy. Uh, you could even play him on your second pair sometimes. I know that we disagree about that a little bit. And <sighs> more than anything, the man plays playoff hockey and steps up when the play gets tighter. He really does. Uh, he, he, we, he have does. To worry about, he, we have to worry about the cancel culture rules that they instituted uh, this year. Where you're not, now you're not allowed to cross check, guys. Yep. Just ask, just ask freaking Austin, Austin Matthews about that. No. Um, so, so to me, it's it's just. Okay. I, I get give what me. you're saying, and I just think so. The trade idea that I have. Give me your trade. Give me your trade. Scott Mayfield. Maybe okay. you, you you add a second or third round pick. Maybe you add a fringe prospect like Simon Holmstrom. Okay. Four. Two, the Vegas Golden Knights. Four, Braden McNabb and Lorenz Brossois because Vegas has a uh, Vegas cap situation. cap situation that they have to get out from under. Braden McNabb is a big stay-at-home defenseman that's like um, late 20s, early 30s. Uh, okay. Left-handed guy, big guy. Signed for, I think, two or three more years uh, at like 2.5. Um, okay. Uh, stylistically, he'd be a fit. You'd have the backup goalie uh, that you'd have to replace Varlamov, who I think will get traded. Um, uh, and like, uh, you know, Brossois, I don't know. I don't watch him that much. I know he's gotten torched a bit lately, but but uh, Vegas is kind of just falling apart altogether. And trust the uh, the, the goaltending coaching, um, you know, having, having, that's a good enough backup. That gets money out. Um, of Vegas, which they need to have happen. It lets them get a, uh, to your point, uh, cheap playoff ready defenseman. Uh, you know, that's what I think. And, and to me that, 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 yes, you then have like, okay, now you need to fill that, that right side and you need to fill penalty killing, which is why I have free agent third pair to play with Robin Sallow, Anton Strollman. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable what I just did there. Uh, it's it's Strawman a UFA? Yeah. Uh, he's on the Coyotes right now, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder the one game the one game that's on right yeah, now. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say we could pop it on and see how Strawman's playing. Uh okay. Um interesting. 
let me think about that and give you an answer as to what I think next episode. Seriously, let me think about maybe this maybe week. Monday night. Maybe Monday night we uh, yeah. We, we I think post deadline pod. Regardless of whether it's Monday or not, we're going to shoot for Monday. But we are definitely going to be back next week to analyze what happened with the trade deadline and kind of just uh, you know where the Islanders are at in the midst of their twenty game win streak. Um, really quick, really quick. Yeah. We, we can just rather than because we only have a little bit of time, about like yeah. 12 or so minutes left, maybe more, maybe more. Let's yeah, let's do which, a couple. Which, 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 I, which islanders? Which islanders do you think when we record next episode? Which islanders oh. are no longer on the team? Bum, 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 bum. Uh, here's what's the easy the it's it's so interesting because there is no real easy answer here. It's funny that Cal Clutterbuck's the easy answer, but is he really the easy answer? Uh, I think so. Yeah, you think Cal's gone? Um, I don't fucking know, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy that's only a week away. Um, I I just have to pick one then, huh? Uh, all right, I'm gonna pick Cal Clutterbuck. I'll make it easy on myself. So I I agree. I think Clutterbuck's gonna be gone. I I believe that Varlamov will be gone. I, I right. just, I think, I think a team, there are too many teams that have too much on the line to not improve their goaltending, to not make a move for a goal. Leafs? Leafs? Could see, could see the Leafs, uh, could see, I know, I mean, with Edmonton, if no one ask, wants to play there. It's no one crazy. wants to play there. If you ask Edmund, if you ask Varlamov again, maybe you annoy him. Uh, and it's and it's like the Hornquist situation where Hornquist <laughs> when he got the trade when, when he got the trade request uh, from Pittsburgh to Florida a couple of years ago, he accepted it because he was pissed off. He was like, "All right, yeah, fuck yeah. you, like uh, I'll leave." Um, uh, I, I just think that there are too many teams that uh, guys don't want to play in Toronto. Yeah, your, your, your favorite team, your favorite team, the Colorado Avalanche. Um, you know, the set, yeah. every time I say it, every time I say it, Darcy Kemper, uh, didn't every, every, I know it's crazy. Darcy Kemper shut out against the flames, uh, last night, um, where he looked good. Uh, Varlamov though, uh, would love to see that reunion. Um, uh, as a fair, uh, you know, I am unbiased here. Uh, but I, I, I think you'd have a funnier answer. Who do you want to see? from the avalanche for Varlamov hmm. with cap retained. Cause that's what it's probably going to be. It's got a year left. That's curious. I don't know if they go for it with a year left, actually. Mm, I mean, realistically, who would I want? Um, either, either a, either a, a good prospect. One good prospect. Or, um, multiple like uh i don't i don't think you would unless the islanders retain half well they don't have they don't have a first rounder to give away it'd have to be next year's first rounder which right. is, a, is a trade ship that, that colorado so probably would have to be a prospect that they yeah they, really, they they gave up the first for darcy kemper and a good prospect i think I, like, so I, I think i think it's a it's a you know i don't know that there would be a move there. I just feel there there are I mean, enough, there is, but there are enough teams that uh, I just think there are enough teams that really want will want to shore up their goaltender. I mean Washington. 
Washington. Are they sure Vitek Vanacek and and Elias? Uh, no, Samson I don't think on? so. Like, let's go with Vegas. With Ve- I mean, Ve- Vegas needs a goalie, but they, but that's a thing where yeah, that's a trade to trade to send five million there. That would that would probably need the the McNabb trade, who who's only not playing because he's hurt. So it's like, you know, would that be McNabb? Um, would that be McNabb and? Then, then you're starting to get like it. It gets too convoluted. It's like McNabb and I don't know a like a Riley Smith, a guy that's expiring anyway, as to facilitate a three-team trade where like the Islanders would have him, have Smith technically, but then trade him somewhere. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do uh, let's do a couple really quick uh, things before you leave. Like uh, a new segment. Uh, I don't know if it's going to exclusively stay the Leafs, but we're going to do a segment right now called fix the Leafs uh, where uh, you have to fix the Leafs in two sentences. Um, I'll let you go first and then I will, I will do it. And then we're going to do uh, a, a little something called uh, no thank you where uh, you can name anything going on in hockey right now, whether it's a player or any kind of situation or anything like that. And you have no, you don't have to give any further explanation. Just uh, no, thank you. You're not interested. Okay. Um, wait. Uh, fix the Leafs first. Let's fix the Leafs. You go first. Uh, okay. Fix the Leafs. Um, uh, John Tavares should have never signed there. Uh, oh, it's, it, you know what? I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Uh, the Islanders would have two Stanley Cups, one one to two Stanley Cups, if John Tavares were would have just resigned with the Islanders, and the yeah. Leafs would uh, have the money to sign depth that they need desperately on defense and uh, goaltending. Um, that is my in retrospect fix the Leafs uh, as of right now. Uh, hope that someone trades a goalie. I guess to you. Uh, go ahead. You are uh, up. Uh, so. Uh... The, there are two paths. They uh, uh, dissolve the team and let the Islanders uh, get, okay. uh, get first, <laughs> first dibs at, at who, who to take from, from the dissolved team. Or okay. they trade... There might be some red tape. They, they trade uh, Nick Robertson, fellow uh, Filipino uh, Nick Robertson, to the New York Islanders for uh, Sergei Varlamov. Sergey Varlamov. I think they might uh, they might be able to get Semyon, but I don't know about oh, Sergey. Uh, uh, sorry, I've just been reading okay. a lot of the that's, mainstream news lately, and uh, that, uh, that's I, we're not gonna. I, I see it's on the outline, and I'm not gonna talk about it. Uh, <laughs> we're doing oh that, which leads us to no. I'm not gonna talk about the the so Russian no invasion of Ukraine. That is a no thank you for we're, me. It's we'll a no thank, no thank you. yous. Uh, a, no thank you. Uh, which, uh, by the way, I'm stealing this from Blank Check, which is a podcast that I've been obsessed with. Uh, it, it's the um, no thank yous, but we're just going to call them the no thank yous so there's no copyright situation. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Bunting, don't want to hear any more about him. No thank you. Um, I don't care that he's good. Uh, Russia invading the Ukraine. Uh, well, it's it, it, here's the thing. In you, have to, you, to, want, you need to hear, in relation to the game, you need to hear more. Uh, in relation to artists and hockey players and uh, being, you know, uh, being held responsible for Russia's invasion of Ukraine, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that. That is psychotic. Um, Global politics. And, uh, 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 there was one more big um, no, thank you. Oh, uh, the game that's on right now, the Coyote and Senators only game on tonight. Uh, no, thank you. I'm gonna watch a movie instead. I'm gonna watch broadcast news. Uh, um, because, yeah. 
Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty no, no thank you, no thank you'd on uh, the, like the Leafs just in general. Sure. I just don't, sure. it's, I don't care. You, you guys stink, uh, uh, eat it. Um, no thank you. Um, no thank you on insiders and sources. I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, I kind of, I don't care about the rumors at this point. Um, there are enough people that are, that are inso- insiders, especially in the Islander sphere. Uh, I every team, every team has, has like, like faux insiders. It's crazy. No, thank you. We both agree. No, thank you to that. Uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, Call to... me. You tell us when something actually happens, not when it's rumored to be happening. Uh what else? No, thank you. I, I'm trying to think what else I don't want. Uh, I've got one good one to end on because yeah. I know we have time. Uh, and it is the um, uh, uh, people uh, begging the NHL to call the playoffs uh, like they do the regular season. Please, sir, please. Uh, we want you to call. We just want the regular rules, please. No, thank you. I don't care. Uh, I, you know, get over it. I don't care. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I no, and also overall, no thank you in award uh, talk. I oh sure, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like I, I, I don't. No. Uh, to nope. me, like because to me, it's like as an Islander fan, like one, both. Uh, uh, I, I want. I mean, the Islanders have had individual awards, um, but the, the I mean, one. The one that matters the mo- the most is the cup. So like that literally is the thing. That's the best one. That's the one that I like the best. That's the one I like the best. I don't I don't care. Like I no no thank you on on um uh Islander fans talking about Sorokin in context of they're clearly just upset that Shisterkin is having like an ungodly season. Like Unreal. He's playing unreal. Just be, be an adult. Be able to just like internalize that with, without needing to be like our nine twenty five uh, yeah. uh, two point uh, three six GAA against Zdeno Chara um, goalie uh, sucks. Like I don't. I don't. No, yeah. thank you on that. Just grow the fuck up. Um, individual awards, like and also in, like individual awards. Uh, you mentioned Tavares before, like. Because also, and this was mentioned on Puck Soup, uh, awards, the writers, it's such a like self like the Oscars. It's it is like the Oscars. Feeding its own, uh, sucking its own dick. Uh, like, nope, not to King Shame uh, here, uh, but um, no King Shame in the house. Uh, like, the, the standards always change. We talked about it on, on Puck Soup, uh, I think last, last week, where like, one one year, the defensive uh, the the Norris Trophy is about being defensive and and being productive and but then other years it's just points. We don't care if you're if you're offensive yeah, sure. enough, and it changes. Sometimes with the, with the Hart Trophy, it it is just the guy that is clearly playing the best, not just the guy that if you took him off the team, right? Uh, of course. Because when Tavares was was Hart Trophy finalist, uh, pretty clearly. Uh, when he when he was uh, saddled with uh, Brad Boys and, and Matt Molson, I think pretty clear that um, yes, we know that year like Ovechkin and Crosby, yeah, clearly amazing uh, generational players. But that season, 
I think the argument is, uh, I think actually this is the, the best player, uh, most valuable player. Um, but like, so again, no more war talk. I don't give a fuck. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Um, but all right, you're, you're out of time. It looks like we, uh, this was just a, our first run of no thank yous. I'm going to come up with a better, um, better name for it. To we might have guests. I, I, I think we, 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 we might want to play with the format. It might be fun to have a bit of a, open yeah. it up to some, some folks, uh, that, that, that are been dedicated listeners and have, we've wanted to get on the pod for a bit. Maybe we have it in oh. Malaysia only. Uh, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. People, the people who listen to this podcast will just berate me, I think. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that, that, I know, I know. Um, okay, but yeah, you got a hard out, so we'll get you out of here. And uh, the uh, Islanders are going to beat the Capitals. They're going to beat the Rangers. They're going to beat the, they're going to win oh, all God. four. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah, let's go. Four and oh, let's go. Uh, blowouts, too. All right. Um, all right. Uh, We'll see you guys at some point next week. So sick and tired of trying right. to Good make job. the pieces fit. Cause it's not what bearing witness is. When the gap between